The Luck Stops Here podcast with Scott Bowser is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. That's right, MyBookie.ag. Use promo code LSH, as in Luck Stops Here, for a 50% deposit bonus on your deposit up to $1,000. That's right, $500 in free play in the best online sportsbook, casino, and uh, they got the largest selection of live wagering, which is my favorite thing to do. It's like the crack cocaine of sports gambling. You got that going all over there at mybookie.ag. Use promo code LSH. Tell them Scott at the Luck Stops here sent you. And I am down for the doozy of an episode we got planned for you today. Got my old buddy on the show here today. He is the co-host of the Real Sci-Fi Podcast, which I've been a guest on, and we're working out for me to come back on soon. Everybody, my man, Willie Roberts. Willie, how you doing? What's up, dude? Great to see you. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Like I, I was just telling you, telling Willie before about how I've been having a little health issues, but I lost like 15, 20, like 15 pounds or so and like immediately stopped having the issues. It's amazing how that works sometimes when you gain a little bit too much weight, dude. Oh, man. I, I definitely I played basketball last weekend. Now, I haven't, I haven't played in like five years. And then over the pandemic, we stopped working out for the last year. And I got I instantly feel old, like one knee swelled up. The other one got some weird. I have arthritis on my knees because I've had so many ACL reconstructions. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I feel so old, but I'm like, OK, I got to keep playing. Otherwise, uh, how otherwise many of those I'm are lose it? How many of those ACL uh, reconstructions are dodgeball related? I never had one from dodgeball. Really? My last ACL that I tore was at the uh, All Star Lanes. Oh there yeah. There was a guy. There was a guy that it was at the karaoke. There was a guy singing uh, Mariah <laughs> Carey's "Fantasy," and he was just rocking it. And so, like, I just was like, "Fuck it, dude! Like, you, you deserve my dance." And I was dancing so hard, and I tore my ACL and I was on the ground. I looked around and I was like, oh shit, no one's dancing. I guess I'll go have a cigarette. Like it, it was so depressing oh to like, God. to like tear my ACL at all star lanes karaoke. <laughs> I, I did stand up there a few times and uh, it, the, the audiences there made me wish I had torn my ACL sometimes. Right. <laughs> all star lanes though, man, that I, I haven't thought about that place in a while, but there used to be a lady there when I would do stand up there. That would, uh, if she liked your set, would let you have a slice of her pizza. But she, she would sit there by herself and order this extra large pizza by herself. Oh no, dude! And, and and like, and hope for people to impress her enough to offer them a slice. So it's like the saddest like friendship. Like I don't know. Like I felt bad for. Her. Well, it's weird because, uh, uh, like, like we, where did you grow up? Where did and where, in Whittier, well, yeah, California? And where did you start doing stand up at? In LA. So yeah. Uh and 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 we're we're so lucky to be in the comedy scene where we just meet like minded people and have too many friends. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then when you meet people that don't have friends, it's like, oh gosh, like what 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 are you doing? Dude, like I mean, I've known you for a long time now, and this is episode fifty six. So it's like I've already gone through fifty five people before I got to you. And like, and I, I, I don't think I'm gonna have a repeat guest until the hundreds at some point, probably. I don't know, yeah, like, yeah, and 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 I mean, not to knock it. The thing is, is I know the thing. If, if we are in a scene of something that we want to do, you know, most people don't have a scene. It's like you have your coworkers, and then you have the bar. Yeah, see, for me now, now that I live in Vegas, my I kind of basically do that, but I I don't go to the bar. I go to the bar at the sports book in the casino. 
Yeah. Or sometimes I hang out. Like I had a friend visit from uh, my buddy Keith D'Souza who had a great episode, like episode 34, I think. One of the funniest ones I've had because t- uh, I read a story from a listener about uh, a guy who went to a hot dog eating contest qualifying event. Because you realize like they don't just let people <laughs> write on ESPN right away. Even for just eating hot dogs, you don't just get to immediately be on ESPN. You got to win something to get there. Like, Oh, man. So you're seeing the best of the best. You go to the qualifying and you got... Yeah, no, but I took him to my local sports book. But like, we went upstairs, and there's the bowling alley lounge inside the bowling alley, inside the casino. Like, it's it's the perfect degenerate spot, man. Oh, man, I love Vegas so much. I've been there over thirty times, and uh, 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 well, I just I'll just say this real quick. My 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 favorite stories. Is I went there for the uh, the New Year's of the uh, Y2K. Okay. Okay. And so we were out on the street when they did the countdown, and we were all waiting for like all the casinos to like blow up or go dark or something. <laughs> you thought Ocean's Nothing Eleven happened. was going to happen? And that was yeah, before yeah. Ocean's Eleven even came out, but. <laughs> and uh, n- nothing happened. So you know, we, we were we were going to raves and stuff back then, and uh, uh, we went to a rave, and like I was kind of messed up, and I was, ha- and so I was just sat down for a second. I looked over, and I'm like, the dude next to me was wasted had the 2000 glasses on it, it was dennis haskins it was mr belding oh fuck yeah yeah I've, I've seen him getting hammered at the red lion before yeah and i was like hey man what's up and so he'd say hey. it was cool it was like it made the whole the whole thing worth it oh dude i got a couple of good places you would like out here when uh next time you visit you know, i'll show you around like uh one place dude buddy i work with just showed me pictures there's a place called area 15 and it's like a whole like weird immersive like visual art place with like and then there's like re- there's restaurants and stuff but there's this whole like immersive like Alice in Wonderland like like I think the whole point of it is you're supposed to take mushrooms and walk through that place and see like <laughs> <laughs> but that, it looks well, really that's, cool. That's hilarious because then you'll also get like Jimmy Buff- Buffett fans there. Oh yeah, dude. That's and that <laughs> parrot heads are always a blast. Look at me, dude. I, I'm rocking Hawaiian shirts now, man. <laughs> Yeah, I I rock Hawaiian shirts and and uh, the gua, gua, uh, the Cuban Guaybano shirts. Yeah, yeah, I used to wear in college. I wore Hawaiian shirts in Colorado, and then when I got to LA, I was like, I that can't really be my style out here. No, <laughs> no, I, I I never really wore them in LA, but in uh, in Vegas, dude, I'm just another fat guy in a Hawaiian shirt. I blend right in, dude. Like, <laughs> you know what? If you're a fat guy in a Hawaiian shirt, like anybody can come up and say hey to you. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like oh, what is it? The Simpsons, where it's like any guy who wears a Hawaiian shirt's either gay or a big fat party animal, and you, sir, do not look like a big fat party animal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dude, no. Like, I was speaking of the Simpsons. Uh, I thought the generals were due. <laughs> A little crusty. Oh yeah, clown. yeah, but betting on the generals. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> that I mean, Krusty the clown betting on the generals is like D-Gen Hall like be- betting against the globe. It's not so much betting on the generals, betting against the globe trotters. Oh, you know, you know that they lost a few games. Yeah. Have you looked into that? Isn't that yeah. crazy? Oh yeah, and like well they also uh like UCLA and like I I know UCLA has played them in exhibition games in the preseason before. So like they'll Wait. play college teams and stuff. Do uh, do you think millennials know what the fucking Harlem Globetrotters are? 
Uh, millennials, yes, because I mean, most of them are approaching forty already. <laughs> oh no! But, like, what am I supposed to say? What, I think uh, we're, what's we're, the new one? Like the Zoomers. <laughs> the Zoomers definitely have no fucking idea who the Harlem Globetrotters are, unless they've seen Little Nicky, which I was an extra in in the Globetrotter scene. Oh, you but, were! Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's where I got to actually see the Globetrotters as being an extra in that. They they Dude. were performing for the. The, the NBA, if they were smart, like fucking let the Globetrotters be be a team, dude. They did the uh, like opening ceremonies for like the All Star Weekend a couple weeks ago, a couple years ago. Uh, what was it like? Two thousand eighteen, I want to say two thousand nineteen, maybe two thousand nineteen. I want to say, yeah. But it's like, dude, have you ever seen them do the helium ball trick? No. Oh, dude, they have a ball with like helium in it, and so it floats, but they can still like pass it and do cool stuff with it. Where they pretend like they're playing in slow motion and they play like the chariots of fire music. It's amazing, dude. Well, I are you my mind is blown about a basketball field with helium floating. Is so like a, is it a re- so if you put okay, think about if you put helium in a balloon, it just goes straight up, right? Yeah. But with the weight of a basketball, if you fill it with helium, it doesn't quite have enough to like lift it too far. Oh, I really want to see that right now. Yeah, it's amazing, dude. I mean, if you want to YouTube it, take a look. <laughs> Feel free, dude. Like, I mean, we got time. Oh, dude, dude. I, I'm gonna just start. How come no one's? How come no one has a TikTok where they just do that? Yeah, no. The Globetrotters helium ball, dude. Because like, especially with the music where it's like the the chariots of fire, dun 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 dun, dun. and like they do like the three man weave in slow motion, but they're throwing this ball to each other. And the ball's moving in slow motion back and forth. Dude, I'm so jealous. It's like you I've seen it live. It's like you're watching them play slow motion ball. It's insane, dude. Um, what is a now? I I I, I freaking love that you're in Vegas and like I want to come visit you. Yeah, dude. And it, and and it makes me go like when I think about Vegas. Vegas is like the place for workers, and it glor. Like you, the benefit of you working there is everybody in town is hooking everybody else up. Oh, everybody's yeah. got business cards. They're giving each other their, their, you know, like there's three VIP lines in Vegas, or there's three lines in Vegas. There's the VIP line, there's the regular line, and then there's the real VIP line. Well, like, dude, just like go to my like local casinos because I don't really go to even like the, I don't ever, I never go to the strip, but I, I don't really even go to downtown that much. I stick to my local spots on the outskirts of town because I live over by the golf courses and shit on the west side, which I'm getting new golf clubs soon just so I can start golfing a lot and having golf stories to tell on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. that's Dude, I, like I've had every experience in Vegas. I love it so much. I love gambling. I love dancing. I love raving. I like all the different aspects of it. I like getting the inside tips from workers. Oh, and, I can give uh, you a guarantee. I just had a buddy, like I was just saying earlier, I just had a buddy in town visiting from San Francisco, uh, Keith D'Souza, and we're in there, and these guys are hooting and hollering. I have a foolproof way to make money in the sports book. This is, like, guaranteed you cannot lose, okay? You you sit there for, like, I don't know, maybe 5, 10, 15 minutes and figure out who the biggest, dumbest, drunkest-ass loudmouth is in there. And, and there, there, there's always one in every sports book. Whatever they're screaming about, go over to the window and ask them to bet the other team live. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. 
That is br- that is brilliant, dude. Dude, I I mean, me and Keith are sitting there. These guys are screaming about the Reds Padres game when the Reds tied it up in like the sixth or seventh inning. I have the app. I have the mobile app for all the casinos now, so I just pull out my app right there, pop in my bet on the Padres. About 20, 30 minutes later, they scored two run homer. <laughs> oh fuck, dude, that's so smart because those are the loud, the loudest guys, the guys that like are losing and actually think that they have so much attitude that they think their attitude can sway the game. Yeah. And so, yeah. Dude, <laughs> dude, I, dude like during football season, I love hanging out, like especially on college football <laughs> days because college football, you get people in coming in from out of town and they're like, I'm a diehard Clemson fan. And, uh, you know, I mean, well, Clemson is really good, but like you'll get somebody that's just like a diehard, like Oklahoma State fan that's just going to ride or die with them. And it's just like, they're screaming about the Cowboys, screaming, and it's like, okay, dude, I'm gonna go fucking bet this guy. Yeah, didn't. yeah, yeah. It's like it's well, my my favorite thing about uh, people arguing about sports is when like they start throwing history into it. It's like, well, you know, like like because there's a, like the Raiders Broncos, for example. Now that they're in Vegas, like are, who who are you a football fan of? I'm a Steelers fan. I'm a, I'm a okay, great, great. That's a great choice. And uh, yeah, my uh, dad, you know, my dad, and his whole family is from Western Pennsylvania. So ah, that make that makes it even better. So like, it's the Steelers are your family, and you can't get away from them. Yeah, yeah. And like, like Broncos for me, that's my family. But like, in even in Colorado, we have Raider fans, you know. And most of the Raider fans are usually like people that just want to be against the grain. They just want to fight against the crowd. And so most Raider fans in Colorado. I, I'm I'm gonna say that they're probably assholes because you know <laughs> they they choose it because they're be, trying to be anti and like yeah. the Broncos for a long time were like losing team Homer fucking John Elway couldn't win a Super Bowl you know and yeah. so to be a Raider fan against a losing hometown like fuck you yeah no and like but it's but gonna be when, weird for when the people start arguing though yeah. Oh, yeah, go on. Well, it's just going to be weird for the Raiders here this year because, dude, I think almost every game – I mean, and the Raiders do have a big fan base, especially on the West Coast. Like, there's going to be a lot of Raider fans in the stadium. But almost every team if, – if fans of a team are going like, hey, I'm going to go to one road game this year, they're, and their team's playing in Vegas, they're going to the one in Vegas. Yeah. Well, I had a uh, – I'm a Broncos fan, but I had Chargers season tickets for three years because uh, I fucking love football. And I, I had friends in San Diego. I go down there. I got a job on the beach renting kayaks out to people so I could afford to just party down there. <laughs> and then uh, and then I had Charger season tickets. And then, but for the Broncos game, I put my Broncos gear on. And uh, but uh, but San Diego was the same situation. It's like it's a vacation city, so half the crowd is always going to be for the other team. And it was, but they never had a home game. I think the biggest mistake the NFL made was. Because growing up in L.A., dude, like, the Raiders were bigger than the Rams. Yeah. Because they, you know, and so they should have, when they moved two teams back to L.A., it should have been the Raiders and Rams. They should have just moved them back. Like, they, they should have corrected that error. But where they, yeah. but what they should have, they should have kept San Diego. This, the league should have got together and built a brand new state-of-the-art stadium in San Diego because that's a great Super Bowl destination city. Like, dude, it's it's a fabulous city. I fucking love this city, and they have great sports fans. It's just, it's just, they just can't have a home. Game yeah, it's good to see the Padres doing well now. Yeah, because like, they like Dude, have they're, you they're been the only in that team. Stadium? It's I just haven't. like they, they fucking just, they just built it in the middle of a city that that already existed. So like, I mean, it is crazy. Yeah, it's pretty. It looks pretty cool on TV. Like I'm a, 
<laughs> I'm a fan. I, I do. I, I'm just glad they went back to the yellow and brown uniforms, dude. Like those are the shit. Yeah. I, it, it's so funny because I have so many friends that uh, are just going to be sports fans so for their whole life. Like you, you were a fucking sports fan, dude. And uh, yeah, and well, and especially no, living out here, where it's like my hobby out here is to fucking gamble on sports. Like that's <laughs> like, dude, that's what I. I mean, uh, like, I pretty much have action on every day on something. Dude, I hit a soccer parlay today at England and uh, Croatia. And, oh fucking a, dude! And the only, but the only the downer on that is, is I had them both uh, each straight, and then I had them in the parlay. But then I took the over the under goals in the Croatia game because Croatia and Scotland had combined for one goal in the six games combined they've played in this thing, this this Euro Cup, and I was like, oh man, they're not. No, if they win, they're winning maybe two to nothing, and they won three to one. I was like, holy shit! So, so let me let me ask you something, and I don't know, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I'm like, you're one of those you're one of those guys that has. You have so much information in your head that you are an encyclopedia for too many things. And, yeah, um, I guess. Um, like, I mean, like, I could, I could you, get into Targaryen family history if you're into. You know uh, about George too R. R. Many sports. You know about <laughs> fucking. You know about politics. You know about like conspiracies. You know. You know so many things, and it's like where. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. I'm. Just, it, I'm, I'm just always impressed by how many things you know <laughs> i'm actually the thing is that you can know a lot and still be a huge dipshit and that's exactly what i am <laughs> no I, yeah I, I mean like I, I'll, I'll admit it all day i'm an idiot but i i, I like to dabble in everything <laughs> yeah I, I mean i like here's the thing is like lately i've been getting really into just the idea of marketplaces so whether it's crypto whether it's the stock market whether it's sports gambling markets political yeah. gambling markets I'm dabbling in all of it, dude. Like yeah. I'm, I'm playing the field here, dude. And- I, I just bought three hundred dollars in crypto today because I was like, man, they're all. Here's the thing: the the crypto thing. I don't want to go too deep into this, but like, there are three separate markets that are all doing the exact same thing, and I'm like, that's not how markets work. It just feels very forced and and, and like. Well, like, like dude, pe- Bitcoin and Eth- I think Ethereum long term is going to be better than Bitcoin. I, I do too, but I think I don't think Doge is going away either because people no. actually use these things. They're not no. like if you watch the people writing articles about this, it's like the establishment. It's like they they're against it from day one because they're like they're you know they they want the old bank and gold money. Well, yeah, that's the thing is like the idea of a borderless currency really fucks with them. Like they don't like the and idea that's... of like a fan of mine in the UK, let's say, wanting to use Dogecoin, which I totally would. If a fan wanted to buy some merch or whatever, or, or my cassette or whatever, and wanted to buy it in Dogecoin, I would absolutely make that arrangement with them. <laughs> and if and, it and, and, and if it drops the next day, I took a loss on the fucking sale. You know, if it goes up, I come up. You know, it's a, it's a gamble, but I'd rather gamble with it than get the fucking banks involved half the time. Oh that, shit! Like you know, we we've got our podcast, Real Life Sci-Fi, but like. I am 100% against the Fed. I don't believe in a centralized bank. And they've they've kind of fucked the world. And, 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 and now the world is set. If you look, it's all these millionaires going like, wait, why do we have to pay interest to you for no reason? Like, fuck you. Well, look at interest rates in a savings account back in the 70s versus interest rates on a savings account now. Or if you have a savings account now, what it's probably like 0.01. <laughs> 
and like it means nothing. But it used to be like you could get like it used to be back in the day you could get like a savings account like three to five percent, you know, or if you put yeah. that thousand bucks in there, you you know, you're going to get 50, 30 to 50 bucks a year, which, hey, that's still not much, dude, but fuck. And, and when you learn what they're doing with your money, they're just playing the markets. Yeah. Like, what, dude? What? My savings account? You're like, sure, they try to do like, like safe investments, but it's, it's pretty ludicrous. No, you know what they're doing now with it is they're buying out everybody's every house on the planet. Yeah, and and renting them, and so and and so there's so they don't have to give home loans to anybody anymore. I wanted to start a campaign to hey, if you're an old person, if you're single, if you have no next of kin, like please will your house to my son because I I I can't give him anything. You can give my house a son. I won't have I won't step into it. I won't take it from him. Like don't give it to the bank. Yeah. Give it to my fucking kid, dude, and I, and he'll send you a pen pal letter every month. For the rest of your life, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. dude. I mean, that, I want to go. I want to go door to door and like print out like, the, that's, "Hey, man, that's don't a, fucking give your money to the banks. They 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 ripped off your hey, life. And honestly, they're gonna get your house. That's a much better deal than these old folks that give away to like mega church fucking te- televangelists. Oh my gosh, dude! Oh my it's gosh. a much better. Those guys never send sweet pen pal letters. <laughs> No fucking way, dude. <laughs> and, you know, it's just going to be me writing in, like, crayon. Oh, thank you for the house. <laughs> oh, it's going to be like those those tweets you see where it's like, my four-year-old just asked me what, you know, why systematic oppression is, is ingrained in this country for generating. And you're like, no, four, no fucking four-year-old just asked yeah, that. Yeah. If, if he did ask it, you're talking too much. Like, chill out on your kid. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Let him be a... <laughs> Teaching to play t-ball, like fuck. Like I, I, I laugh thinking of the Queen of England as a kid. What the fuck was her childhood? Oh, uh, well, weird because remember her uncle was originally king, and her dad became king when her uncle abdicated the throne because he was a Nazi sympathizer that uh, wanted to marry a, an American divorced woman who wasn't of noble yeah, blood. Yeah. So, yeah. but it was hey. They so say she, she didn't grow up as a royal, but she she was she was like she was kind she of did, like though. yeah she she was an American royal basically like you know but like we don't have royals in this country but we do but like basically they said it was because of her that he had to abdicate the throne but it's really because he was a fucking Nazi sympathizer <laughs> and World War Two was about to go down <laughs> like, that's that's oh, the real gosh. reason why. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's funny because you talk about mentioned the Federal Reserve. I believe we got into the Federal Reserve pretty good on the Kennedy episode that I did on your yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Because like, um, and if you look, I have a breakdown of the Kennedy, like the, mostly the Operation Mongoose, Operation Northwoods end of it on my Patreon. You go over there and listen at patreon.com slash luckstopspot. But no, it, dude, like, I mean, Kennedy gave a fucking speech against the Federal Reserve and secret societies like Skull and Bones and these yeah, Ivy, these yeah. Ivy League elites, he gives a speech, and within six weeks he's dead. <laughs> yeah, and then and then and then Eisenhower on his way out, you know, gives this big speech about about not trusting the in, in military industrial complex, and like if you look at what we're dealing with now, okay, so let me ask you this: I don't mean to take charge; I'm just asking no, questions. No, no, no. <laughs> but, uh, you know, a, a lot of people think that there's this. That they are pushing disclosure right now, saying like, "Hey, look at these UFO videos. Hey, we're spending Black Project money investigating UFOs. We've renamed them uh, to." I have a theory the that they're gonna fake an alien attack. 
Yeah, I, you know, I, that's what I'm getting at. Is I think that too. That this is them trying to say, hey, there's a threat here. We need to add military to this. Yep. That's. I mean, and, space and, force and, is already like a path there. No, like a sane society. The second a, a, a leader goes, hey, we need to have a space force. A sane society goes, you know what? Okay, we'll work on that after we ha- like give these people homes. And uh, cl- yeah. make sure everyone's clothed and fed and has health care. And, like, let's make the planet, like, a, the world a perfect place. Then when we do that, we're taking care of everybody here. Then maybe other planets might want to talk to us. And then, and, and then also on top of that, p- other people, the other people go, wait, the Air Force already has a Space Force named the Space Force. Like, are we just going to ignore that? Like, they have one. Yeah, and they, they, and they, not to mention that they fucking flat out ripped off the Star Trek logo. <laughs> I know that's the most depressing thing. I'm just like, it's it's weird. It's so depressing because it's like the people you if it was inspired, let's say it was someone that you felt, you know, like I'm not gonna say the Kennedys weren't corrupt, but like when you, but like he definitely like inspired a nation, and so if he came up with that logo and was like, hey, you know, we're we're piggybacking off of this hopeful thing, like yeah, we should do that. But this Trump doing it like, oh gosh, dude, we're getting we're, we're we're getting ripped off in every way. <laughs> it's just the biggest grift of all time. I really want to. Uh, I think a big reason why I want to start golfing again is because I just want to go around to different Trump courses and like take a shit on the greens. Oh yeah, dude. Like I'm I'm a I'm so down. Like you know I'm what I'm going to turn forty five this year. I'm still down to fucking run amok, cause a mess. Like, like <laughs> you know, like like. Just knowing that you took a shit on a Trump course, I'm like, or like in one of the holes. So like when someone goes to get their ball next, kind of pull it out. I was I was listening to an episode earlier. I didn't realize that the the Trump Casino didn't have a uh, a gambling license. Yeah, no, dude. You fuck. That's the that you what. It's like fucking it's, Vegas, you fucking asshole. I mean, it's basically just a a, a fucking a apartment building. That's used to like hand out corporate favors or whatever, you know. Dude, kind of the thing. fucking the fucking ho- I've stayed at the Holiday Inn on the Strip and there's gambling there. Yeah, dude, if I go to fucking the gas station or the CVS or the Seven <laughs> yeah, Eleven yeah. or Albertsons, there are slot machines. They all have gaming licenses. Like, think like that. That's the one thing to to any Trump supporter out there. Like, keep that in mind. The Trump Casino doesn't have a gambling license. Yeah, like, like like that is the most suspect. It's like, wait, you're just ripping us off. How do you build a tower that big in this city, and you don't like? And and they ripped off the Mandalay Bay too. They they yeah they, they did. Know, and, Mandalay Bay came first. It was all gold, and then they built one next to it. Like fuck you. And you know, not only that, it's like it's just uh like the restaurant. I haven't been there, but like the rest. Apparently, the restaurants fucking suck. So like that's the one thing you can try and get right. It's like it's like they serve like a martini in a wine glass with crushed ice in it. Like, oh, here's your cocktail. It's like, are you fucking, are you fucking what's kidding the, what's, me? What's the dumbest uh, uh, cocktail drink you've gotten in Vegas? Uh, oh, dude, uh, actually, a couple of weeks. ago. I mean, I'm at, I don't know if this. I mean, because I I used to work out here when I was like 21. So I mean, I, I got fucking really stupid back then, but. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I fucking got a 32-ounce 7-7 seven seven at the Circa because the guy was like, 
hey, like, do you want to make it the the large cocktail? And I was like, how big is large? Like thirty two <laughs> ounces. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it, dude. Like, I only live. What's once. what's what's the circa? Oh, dude, uh, it's the new one downtown. Where they're kind of like it's like got the old Vegas vibe, but it's like all modern, high tech, and like brand. It's weird because I heard you talking about this before, and I'm like, "Are you saying circus?" And I'm not hearing you pronounce the no, S. no, the circa. It's like it's like you're mixing circus, circus, Cirque du Soleil. No, it's no, like it's like it's like as in circa 1979, back yeah, when the mob oh, was falling apart in town. Uh, you know, uh, the last hotel I stayed in was the uh, was the. Is it the Egyptian? No. What? What's the one? Uh, there's no Egyptian. What's the one that uh, they stayed in for the for the women's the, wrestling? The, the Luxor. Uh, oh no! For in the in the Sahara. Glow? The Sahara. Yeah, Sahara's torn down now. Yeah, that was torn down in the '90s, right? I I used to really yeah I think so. Like uh, I used to love the Stardust. That was a cool one. That one. That one's no longer there. The Riviera is gone. The Stardust is gone. Like a lot of Riviera. Those... That's what I say. I, well, I had a friend that uh, worked in uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, guest relations in Vegas, and and he was a high school. But I've known him since kindergarten. And so every time that he's who we'd stay with every time. He 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 worked in guest relations, so he knew how to get free hotel rooms all across the city. So anytime we'd go there, we'd stay in a different hotel room for free every night. That's pretty like, cool. Yeah, he could work the system. So like I've stayed at every hotel. I fucking love it. I love seeing what they got to offer and like the the circus cool because it's a, there. it's a legit twenty one and over. Yet. It's a legit twenty one over one. Because like a couple weeks ago, like uh, I went from there to the MGM, right? And you go there and they're IDing everybody to get in the lobby. <laughs> you know, like you can't. Yeah. And then, but then you go to the fucking MGM. And you got like a family of four walking around in their fanny packs, with like like an eight year old and a six year old, and the kids are just like having the most miserable time of their life, and the parents aren't having that much fun because they got the kids with them and like they they can't cut loose just yet, and like one of them's gonna yeah. go and like it's like why are you and you're even- like you're like tripping balls with your friends and then all of a sudden you see a family it's like oh fuck yeah I mean and like I was just <laughs> drunk but it's just like it's one of those things where it's like. At the circa gets it because it's like <clears throat> when they tried to make Vegas an like adult like a Disneyland type vibe where it's like no bring the kids here we're, yeah. we're gonna build a bunch of roller coasters <laughs> it's like you can bring you can build stuff for kids and let people bring the kids all you want but the problem is is mom and dad still want to go get drunk twenty four hours a day and gamble yeah, yeah. Dude, you got the zip line uh, on Fremont Street and then there's like the 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 Chippendales little photo thing there and it's like. You, you you're mixing kids with strippers. Yeah, yeah, no, dude. And like, I was just talking to this with Laura and Ashley Bishop a couple, few episodes ago, where it's just like, dude, like half these kids that go there, like when they're young, like you you see your first boobs probably on the fl- on the escort flyers people are throwing all over the strip. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know they got the snap down just to get your attention, and like, I don't know, I you know. I remember somebody's 21st birthday. We were like collecting them like, Oh, I just want to see what the fuck this is. Like, what is this? Like, sure. Sure. I'm a pervert on top of it, but on the bottom, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what are, what are all these, what are they trying to get us with? <laughs> no, it's well, people think, you know, cause prostitution is legal in Nevada, but it's not legal in Clark County here. Yeah, like, yeah. Vegas, uh, like, sex laws so to speak are really interesting like when you get like 
they can only do topless in the strip clubs. I think you know, like they can. Yeah. Only, like there's like certain. If if you're gonna be bottomless, you can't have liquor, which which can't be a thing in Vegas. Collingus and psychiatry brought us to this. <laughs> I accidentally hit the sound word for that job. <laughs> That's a fun. Right when you said bottomless, I said. Cunnilingus and psychiatry brought us to this. <laughs> it, it, it could have been more perfect, but like <laughs> I always see you because I've had friends that want to just wait, oh wait, like I don't I don't mind going to a titty bar. Okay, I don't mind having a few pitchers of beer while a chick's shaking her titties. That, that's fun, but I don't really like the strip club where no alcohol and I'm just there to look at like a completely yeah. nude person. There's just a cre- I, I need to be drunk for this. Well, like I'm, so so like I, I listen. I like. I have so many issues with titty bars, you know, but if I do go, if you're going to sit up front, you got a tip, man. Oh, yeah. You can't hide in the back. Like, like picture jumbos, right? I always have a bunch of friends that want to go there and they hide in the back and they don't tip and there's people dancing. I'm like, I don't care how broke you are, man. These, these people are performing. Yeah. They don't come entertainment. here. Yeah. You've got, you've got to tip them. If you're coming here, you need to have tip money. Yeah. There's no excuse. Yeah. It's like a, it is. It is the etiquette. Yeah. Like. Uh, no. Yeah. I always do that. Uh, I've only been to Jumbo's like once, I think, or twice, a couple times. But I remember. I think the first time I went was with Nick Rutherford, and like, he was like, "All right, dude." He's all, "I got you here, dude." And then like, he was like, "Okay, it's time for me to leave." And he goes, he goes to the bar, and he bought me like two, three drinks in advance, and then handed me like twenty in ones, and he's like, "You'll be good for a while, man. Have fun." <laughs> <laughs> dude i've i've only been there once because um i used to go i used to do a lot of dance and i used to do a lot of clubbing and then i i started hanging out with all these lesbians and so like we were rolling like 20 deep and i went we went i, I went to jumbos with like 20 lesbians and like front row tipping all the dancers are paying attention to all of us you know and i'm like if I go with a bunch of guys, we're just a bunch of assholes. Like this is this is going to be the best experience here. Yeah. <laughs> so so dude, I never went back, dude. Uh, I I have some coworkers, some younger guys, but they're telling me about the om um, like all their friends when they come in town want to go to the Omni nightclub at Caesar's Palace. Like that's the spot all the young folks want to hit. But I guess it's like two hundred bucks a head, dude. And like I'm not a big club guy. So it's like you you couldn't pay me two hundred bucks to want to go hang out with people that pay two hundred bucks to get in there. Well, oh, you you could, but I wouldn't have fun. <laughs> like like that that kind of club is like it's a money market. It's like it's like only people that go there are trying. I don't know, dude. It's fucking weird. Like I don't. I've never wanted to go there, and I'll dance anywhere. And I'm like, you know, if you have to, most there's so many places where you get. You have to get a bottle. You have to get bottles. Well, dude, and I think like this, like for 125 bucks, I can play the fucking the the P, the TPC PGA course like right over by my path. <laughs> so I can I can legit go play like where I'm like playing in between Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, and like OJ yeah, yeah. and shit over you here. You might you might for 125 bucks teamed, teamed up with them, right? Like you might. I mean, you never know. Get a celebrity. <laughs> you never know. Well, I, yeah, I can go play like at one of the most elite golf courses in the country for 125. It's 200 bucks just to go to a night. I mean, I, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I guess. I mean, I, that's probably got some sort of bottle service agreement attached to it. Like, you, I just, I th- there was one time out here in LA where we went. I I don't go to too many strip clubs because I'm like, 
I don't know. I, I just have too many issues with it. I, I, I'm like when I like I like have conversations with strippers, which is like I don't, I don't think they want that. It makes them feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you remind them of their dad. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like well, what do you want to do? Like fucking I'm just making money. And, and uh, uh, so I just remember going to this one and and, and like uh, out here and and the, we got bottle service and this girl started talking to me. We were talking and and I could tell that like I'm like because I've been broke most of my life, you know, and I'm just like, I'll introduce you to my friend, but you're not trying to get with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not paying for this. I don't want I don't like this life. I'm not like, yeah, no, it's just uh. And I always say this, like I've said this on the show multiple times, I'm sure. Uh, but like, there's always, if you go with a group of guys to a strip club, there's always that one guy that's usually quiet and reserved that turns into one of those like religious guys from Vietnam movies yeah. <laughs> where they just go, hey, you know, how every Vietnam movie, there's that one super religious guy that goes, just goes fucking ape shit crazy. Like it becomes the biggest killer out of all of them. Yeah, yeah, it's like Rumspringa for Christians. Yeah, no, dude, there's always there's always one of those guys. Anytime you go to a strip club, it's like, and it's got the guy, your the friend you think would be the biggest pervert is the one that's just playing it chill because it's like, well, I can't be too big of a pervert here. Yeah, like, yeah. you're holding me in shackles. Like it's, I'm a press because I can't <laughs> let my dick out. Like do something stupid with it or whatever. I don't know. I know. I'm always like, I always want to just interview them and be like, because I don't fucking know. I'm like, I'm like. Are, are are most guys like coming in their pants here? Are you like grinding them? Like I, I'm just like I still yeah, don't you, even you, know the world. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, is everyone like you when you get into a private room? Are they jerking off? Are you jerking them off? I really don't know because I can't even. I don't even want to ask my friends. Like, hey, so uh, you went to the private room? Well, like, I, I, I know think you didn't it's have, all like I know the, you didn't have sex because that's not they're not legally allowed to do that. And so, like, I'm sure that they're aware. It's like, you know, like like selling liquor to kids. Like at some point, somebody gets busted and ruins the whole thing. So it's like like you can't have sex at a strip club. But when you go into the private room, you can't do much. Oh, the people either. are definitely having sex in those <laughs> things. The thing is, is uh, I think it all depends. It's like if a guy looks like me goes in there and eh, probably not. Guy looks like Ryan Gosling. He's got a chance. Yeah, you, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like, I, I definitely think these strippers are banging dudes, but it's like the dudes, like, like fat 42 year old bald guys like me, definitely <laughs> not the the stripper, the kind that the strippers are banging. But like, yeah, like I mean, I'm sure there's some studs out there that are getting some action. Like, uh, I went to uh, I went to uh, Tijuana one time right at, right after 9 11. And we go there. <laughs> That's how every good and, um, story should start. Right. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> so we go there and like, like we're just at some strip club and then we get taken into some other place. And like all of a sudden all these girls line up and they're like, choose, choose your girl, choose your girl. And I'm with a bunch of friends and I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to do anything. So I'm like, oh, I, I have to go to the ATM. You guys don't take credit card, right? Because I just uh -huh. knew that they, that they didn't take credit card. I'm like, Let me go get some cash. I'll be right back. And I just took off. But it, it was just weird to be in that situation of like, okay, now this is happening. It's and, like that scene um, in La Bamba where they bring out all the girls for Richie Valens and then his brother yeah. Bob's like, uh, he's like, this is like a high school prom. And he goes, hey, but this prom puts out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, you know what? I will say I connected to that movie so much because uh, fucking great story. But uh, uh, what, 
oh, who's the guy who plays Richie Valens? I'm, Lou I'm Diamond Phillips. Okay, Lou Diamond Phillips is a Filipino actor, and he, and, I, and I'm Filipino, and like I was always like, I could be Lou Diamond Phillips. Like I didn't think he was Filipino. Brown. I, I always thought he was a Native American. That's funny. Yeah. No. Like, no. No. And so I'm like, he just I, played I, Native I played Americans all, all the time. I've played a lot of American Native Americans too. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, anyways, um, um, so so long story short, sure, some of my friends hooked up with whatever. It's fine. I don't care. I don't. I'm not judging anybody. At the end of the night, crossing the back into in, into America, there was a line that was three miles long, and it took us. Eight oh yeah, hours. dude. If you go down to part drinking TJ for the night, getting that that line getting back in is nightmare. Yeah, before nine eleven half hour yeah but uh, yeah uh, <laughs> post 9-11 like right after 9-11 ugh. oh my god we didn't know we're like oh shit none of us have like real ids we've got a driver's license whoa did i thought you were gonna say my friends all got that hooked up with the prostitutes down there all got their ids stolen like 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 well i had one i had one friend who got who was pissing in the alley and pissed uh, off the cops, and the cops beat him up. And he came to us, and he was like, "Hey, I just got jumped. Let's go kick their ass." I'm like, "Okay." We all got teamed up, and, and we're like, "Who was it?" And he's like, "It was the cops." And we're like, "Ah, so, sorry, bud. Like, no, we're not going to do anything about the cops holding machine guns. Yeah, dude. that kicked your ass." Oh man, <laughs> dude. Uh, I you know I need to go. To, I haven't been to Mexico in a long, long time. It's been at least I don't know, like 17 years, probably. I'm due to go back soon. Well, I, just to play golf. You know, I need to play golf places. I see. I need see. Everywhere has a golf course. This is the perfect you know, new hobby for me. You know. You know what you need to do. Here's. I mean, because uh, you need. You, we have friends that have vacation homes in Mexico. You know. Okay. Okay. I'm listening. And and I'm just like, look, it's it's not a scam. It's not a racket. It's a. It's uh you need someone to check in on your house. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. We were just talking buddy, to some some of our friends. That I have were an like, old buddy. Want to buy it. I'm not Go sure on. if he's still doing it, but he was running a resort down in Costa Rica. That's something to something to consider. I I, I need to start doing more uh, like like. See, like this show can only go so far highlighting degenerate culture around Vegas and places I've been and places my guests have been. No, like the way it goes at the next level is I start going on weird trips to Panama and stuff. Dude. Like, well, um, um, maybe a Patreon tier is uh, uh, send Scott send to Panama. Me, send me to your vacation home and you'll be a guest on my show. Oh, and um, um, and. And we'll suggest that all of my followers follow you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I wish I had like that kind of pool with my follower. Like, like I can maybe get like I don't know. I, I have like a decent amount, but like I'm not like one of those people that uh, get a lot of action on there. Really. Dude, I fucking I I know some people that make thirty thousand dollars a month on their Patreon, and I'm just like. Oh my gosh, dude! Like, what a happy accident, you know? Yeah, no, it's like I, yeah, I don't even like, know what oh, I would... I'm trying to do this. Sh- I'm trying to like live a life, and then my podcast ended up being my career. That's fucking awesome. Like, yeah, props. I, I would probably buy a. Uh, if I was making thirty thousand a month off my Patreon, I would probably uh, 
um, only do it for like five months and be like, all right, that's enough for me. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I like it, it's a lot of work. People don't know it. It's, it's actually a lot of work. I've like I talked to my buddy like a few times. I've like mentioned him like we almost ended our show. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, well, I almost stopped doing all the work. <laughs> you know, right. I'm like, I'm like, it's a lot of work. I've been doing two episodes on this feed, and I, I think I should just start a week, and I should just start doing one here and one on the Patreon. Like that's how, that's how I should do it going forward. Well, I, and you can cut this out or whatever, but this is what we do. We basically record three episodes every time we record. We do a we do a bonus catch up episode for okay. one tier. We do the main episode, and then with our guests, we do a bonus off topic episode. So it's like we have All the right. topic, and then we do so we do three episodes in one night. So it gives us three tiers. All right, I like that. I like that because because you're doing the same work but getting but offering more. You know, and I, dude, I forgot to tell you, man. Like, uh, there's some fun Vegas conspiracy theories, and one that's very cool. That I mean, it's not even a conspiracy theory. This is just truth. But the neighborhood I live in over here on the west side, the Summerlin area. Okay, most of this area was built in like the late '80s, early mid '90s. Okay, and so when they were building this neighborhood. This is where they found all the old school holes in the desert with all the mob bodies everywhere. Oh fuck, dude! Like, like, so, like, like I can Google if you Google like bodies found in Summerlin. Yeah, like they they're constantly finding them out here when they're doing uh real estate well, projects. Here, here's one thing that like I I always bring up because listen, I love Vegas, I love the culture, and I'm like, it is the most corrupt. It, it's the second most corrupt city in America, first being DC. And, I, um, I would throw Chicago up there as well. Well, no, I would too. That's why I'm always like, for any, for all the Obama supporters, I'm like, hey, you can't be from Chicago and not be corrupt. Yeah, He's it's just impossible. Yeah. <laughs> and like, dude, I mean, and part of it, like a big, there's a huge Chicago influence here in Vegas because the Chicago mob is one of the biggest investors yeah. in the city. And, and so this is what I always say. Like, like growing up in small town Colorado, my family always brought up how there are mafia people living in all the small towns of Colorado because they're all being hidden, you know? Like, it's like the um, witness protection program, but for the mafia, not government run, you know? Oh, it's for guys on the lam, hiding from indictments and shit. Your thing, go to Telluride, you're going to be a millionaire for the rest of your life, you you, you paid your dues, you know? And so, like, like Vegas, I don't know why everyone, everyone accepts the fact that uh, uh, Ve- Vegas went clean. No, 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 no. Here, all this money. Thing, this the, is all still fucking like like the mob still rock. definitely active here, but they're not like uh, they don't have like the. It's not like the movie Casino where they have the fucking like count room anymore. But they just went political, man, and so so like they leached into politics. We'll see what the mob does control here, though. Is like yeah, like all the linens unions for all the hotels. You want your towels cleaned yeah. in this city? You are paying them like that kind of shit. Like they figured out there's there's several ways to fucking fleece these hotels. Like you can that, make money and not have attention drawn to. Yeah, and so like like all like all those like weird little unions and stuff. Uh, they're definitely like s- some weird stuff going on with that. But like, hey, that's allegedly. And if you are a member of the mafia, I mean, no harm. I'm harmless. Oh, oh, all I'm, all I'm saying, and I, I agree with you. I'm going to support you and say, I am very proud of you to 
to run your business because America is so fucking corrupt. Like yeah. I think corporations are more corrupt than the mafia. So I, I, yeah, the mafia, at least instead of backstabbing each other and giving the guy a fucking $30 million buyout to have him step down, <laughs> they just shoot him in the gutter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, I respect the mafia more than most giant corporations. Oh, yeah, dude. They've done less damage to the, the planet, at least. I mean, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, because how, hey, at least a loan shark's not out there fucking polluting rivers, dude. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, 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 I, you know, out here working on movies, I, I've worked a bunch of movies or TVs, whatever. I've worked a bunch of shows where I had basically a bookie where it was just like, you get your card, make your bets every week. It was fucking great. And I haven't had one in over a decade Oh man! And, uh, because I was always through somebody else. And now, now that it's on me, I'm just like, man, I really do miss gambling. Well, you know where you can go is uh, mybookie.ag. Use promo code LSH. Well, that's what I was going to say is that I am 100% going to support you, mybookie.ag. Yep, and use promo code. If you go to my pinned tweet on the show's Twitter profile, um, there's a link that, 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 that'll, like, uh, that'll work too. I, I, I miss gambling, man. And, uh, you know, because my thing is I, I play parlays like lottery. Why not do a ten game parlay? Dude, they got a dollar minimum a on there. They got like a dollar minimum. Of, like, you know, what are you gonna play? You're gonna bet one game, and 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 make your like make your two dollars back? No, 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 no. You can make two dollars into a lottery by doing a ten game parlay every week. Yeah, no, you can. <laughs> I think I want to say it's maximum win a dollar on there. So if you're doing parlays, as long as they pay a hundred to one. You can do as little as a penny. Oh, that's fucking crazy, dude. I think so. I don't know. It so, might be I might be a quarter minimum no matter what. But like it's, it's fine. I'm just like I'm gonna start doing parlays every week on your on your link. Oh, dude, yeah. No, if you just gotta use the link once and then get your deposit in and uh the show gets the, the, the credit for it in it. It's a lot of fun, you know. It's like they're they're good people over there at my bookie. I, I want them to add Filipino cockfights. That's a culture I think that needs to be <laughs> spread throughout the world a little bit more, but not like I. I honestly use it. One thing cool is if you use my link, man. This is turning into an infomercial real quick. But like, <laughs> now if you use my link, and because like I use my link, um, and uh, I get a lot of free plays. They just sent me one the other day, ten dollar free play for oh, stock. Cool, like cool. so, they send me probably I would say anywhere from twenty to fifty dollars worth of free plays a month. On well, top of me, all the free shit. Let so. me ask you this as sports guy. I got a couple questions because I got a lot of chips on my shoulder. Why the fuck do you think Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame? No. You don't? No. And I'll tell you why. Uh, because okay. ever since the Black Sox scandal in 1919, gambling yeah. was the one rule everybody knew you couldn't break. It's the one rule that's been posted in every minor, every professional clubhouse from the lowest level of the minor leagues all the way to the big leagues. It says there's a huge no gambling. It's it, you're banned for life. Yeah, and okay, he okay. and so he, he agreed. He, he was getting into and yeah. and the thing is, is, he signed the thing agreeing to the lifetime ban for what he did. He okay. agreed to it. If you if you would have fought it harder, it's one thing. So it's like he agreed to it. He did it. It's the one rule everybody's known forever that you can't break. There's Word. A, okay. Okay. Uh, I I accept that you had a very good answer. Here's my other thing. Do you think? Um, 
do you think that there's a chance that Michael Jordan's dad was murdered because of gambling? I, I mean, I, I, I could see that. Like, because like, and like, here's the thing: is I'm not even saying it's because he owed money for gambling. Here's a scenario where it's like people know, like, like big time mob guys. Let's say know he gambles, okay, and they want him to fix a game coming up, and he doesn't do it for them, and they're like, "Well, no, but you're gonna fix the game for us." He's like. Nah, I'm not going to fix any games for you. And then all of a sudden they're like, bam, they clip his dad. And it's like, oh, shit, I'm not. And then what does he do? Go play baseball for a while. <laughs> like, I yeah, yeah. got to let so, the heat so, die down. <laughs> that, was a, that, that was a thing that I considered later was like, was like, what if it was somebody trying to get him to fix it? That's the thing. I think it, it was probably something more like that. Or like, hey, I think he can, he'll, he'll play dirty. And then if he, but and then he doesn't, and they're like, it's like the Kenny and Andy. I'll bring it back to the Kenny assassination. It's basically the Kenny assassination came from these guys that were trying to kill Castro forever, and they couldn't get the Castro. So they're like, hey, wait a minute, what if we take our own plan, use it to kill Kennedy, and we try and point the finger at Castro? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, yeah, yeah. And then, um, um. Hold on. What was it? What was the other one? Uh, oh, oh. How, what, do you, how do you feel about Kurt Schilling never having a chance to? Uh, ex, to uh, I, I think he'll get in eventually. Like, I probably and probably for sure on the Veterans Committee. <laughs> but it's like, here's the thing: is dude to get in the uh, baseball baseball thing is very specific. You got to have seventy five percent of the ballot in your first 10 years on the ballot or whatever, and you have to have a certain percentage just to stay on the ballot each time, right? Yeah, yeah. And so you you, got, you have this, it's the specific guidelines, and it's the writers that decide it until you go to the Veterans Committee down the line. So everybody knows that. So if you're going to spend your entire career shitting on these guys, you better have <laughs> flawless credentials, dude. You better be so damn good. And look at, like, I think the biggest bullshit right now is Bonds and Clemens not being in. Because they for sure have let steroid guys in. Dur- yeah, yeah. They, they have that 100% let guys. For- and I'm not going to say anybody by name, but like you're saying like Jim, to- I will say like Jim Tomey, Frank yeah. Thomas, Jeff Bagwell, Mike Piazza, all those guys. Like, dude, at least one of those dudes was doing steroids and they're all in the yeah, hall. Like, yeah. And, and, and they may have been, you know, it's, it's the steroids game was a weird thing because for a long time it was like, well, this one's legal right now. And then it was like all of a sudden, oh, this was not legal anymore. It's like, okay, you're pinned with steroids, and so like, it it was a, you know like like, I don't want to yeah they weren't I don't testing equate this to creatine, but it's technically just like it was illegal. So a lot of the substances were illegal, but they were technically not illegal in baseball. Like it wasn't against the yeah, rules. Yeah. That, that's what I was saying. Is it like so like they're. It's like you're doing steroids, but this one's legal. But they tested for something, and you know, so it's like it was a weird. I don't know. But I have no know. problems with letting all the guys in the steroid era in, like so. So let it, like it's stupid because like okay, now so so you might be able to make the argument like him and McGuire, like even with like even with the steroid, if if you're looking besides it, they might not really be Hall of Fame guy. Like you look at their overall career, like yeah, it yeah. was very like concentrated to that four-year run where they were untouchable and the rest of their career is kind of whatever, but like they piled up a lot of numbers in those, in that four, four or five year run. And, and they piled up a lot of money for the sport. Yeah, no. And that, dude, you, I watched on YouTube the, uh, 
the race to nine, the 98 home run chase, like official Major League Baseball video that they made about the documentary video Major League Baseball produced about McGuire and Sosa. And my buddy Justin Decker, who always disagreed with me on steroid guys should be out of the Hall of Fame. I sent him that and he watched it and he's like, okay, I agree with you now because it was like obvious. They all knew because when the strike happened in 94, a lot of people walked away from baseball. And so the home run chase brought them back. So they all kept their mouths shut, even though they knew it was all, it was like the steroids were definitely fueling a big part of it. Not only that, they're building smaller parks. They were, you know, there was a lot, there was other factors just besides the steroids. The thing with steroids is it doesn't make you that much stronger, but it makes it so you can play at 100% more often. So if you give a guy like Barry Bonds the chance to play at his best the entire season, he's going to do some ungodly shit. Like, yeah. And also, they're gambling with their body, too. You know, yeah. like Picture all of the all of the wrestlers that have died early because they did too many steroids. I'm or Lyle sure Aldado. Lifestyle with drugs and whatnot, but alcohol and whatnot. I, I had a friend who... The NFL's like, filled with those guys. ...injected his steroids wrong, and his, like skin was like melting outside of his shoes like his, uh, you know like like he had a bad reaction it was like ah well whatever not to justify anything but i'm like yeah no I like know. i don't have any problem with that here's the thing is if a guy's doing steroids it's uh, you can kind of tell and you can factor that yeah. in. as a gambler that's what my biggest problem with pete rose is as a gambler i have a huge problem with him gambling on his team as a manager yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he only gambled to win, but, but yeah, yeah. He says and, that. And, well, first he said he only, he well, never gambled. Right. You know what? You know. You know what? You're right. But I will say this: in my in, in all of my gambling experiences, I've always been like, you know what? You know who knows the the spread more than anybody? Um, uh, I'm having a brain fart. What's the Patriots coach? Bill Belichick. <laughs> Belichick knows the fucking spread. I've I've seen so many games where they're winning and all of a sudden they're like going for a touchdown on fourth down because I'm like, oh, oh, he knows the spread. You know? Well, here's here's the thing with Pete Rose too is like, okay, so he he always said I only I never bet, and then it was I only bet on football, and then it was well I only bet on my team to win. So at this point, I don't believe that he only bet on a team to win. I think he probably bet against the team at times. Like I like I could just. Yeah. Like it's it's hard for me if he if he's lied every step and then he kept getting caught and then he kept trying to like, but here's yeah. the, it doesn't even matter if he never bet never bet against him because the days he doesn't bet is a bet against him, or unless he bets the same exact amount every single game, it's a huge, it, he's sending a huge message to the gambling community, like the, like whoever's taking his action and like I imagine he had a guy running bets for him because if he was directly placing these things. Any bookie worth his shit is going to be adjusting his lines automatically. I mean, like, do you think that we will ever have a society that is close to Running Man? Oh, I think we're getting pretty damn close, dude. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, like, 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 picture. Okay, so like, in the I think I'd be running a good man. host for Running Man. I could play the Richard Dawson role, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Like, like, okay, so like, like in the movie Running Man, they're taking criminals and they're betting on their lives. The spin that I think will actually work is when you say, hey, you're not going to die. or I mean, you might die, but if you win, you get all the money, you know? So like, no, like, here, This is what they're going to just do to, like, get rid of the homeless problem. I, I mean, like, like instead of actually being humane and stop letting, like, these ma- major, like, corporations buy out all housing and make it unaffordable for most people. Yeah, living, yeah. Like, 
We have Wait, California like, at first right now. California has more empty houses than there are homeless people. That yeah, shouldn't be and, a problem. And, and our our homeless problem is something that like when you if you just drive around town, you're just like, oh fuck, we're never gonna recover from this. There are homeless people everywhere. There are giant camps everywhere, and and I'm not gonna say that nobody's doing anything because like sure, there's there's outreach programs. There's there are programs out there, but most of these people aren't don't have access to the program. Well, and, and and for years now the the like the local government reaction to it is just to criminalize it. Yeah, yeah. In, and, instead of or, instead of criminalizing like, them off in another city. Because hey, instead of criminalizing, okay, like honestly, these real estate companies that go in buy like an old rent control apartment building that was affordable for people and then they tear it down and build luxury apartments. That's already fucked up. But the problem is most of these luxury apartment buildings only have like 10% capacity. Because they yeah. Airbnb the rest, because they realize they just need to Airbnb it two, three days a month, and they make yeah. more than they would off renting it to people. Yeah, yeah, and and, and that's so, why I think Airbnbs are illegal in the city of Vegas. You have to do it in Henderson next door. Oh, word, word. Because the yeah, hotels I, have fucking fought that shit really hard to make sure people can't. Yeah, the hotels like because they're fucking mafia. Yeah, because like, what would stop like big property management companies from other states just immediately coming in here, buying up all the affordable like condos like I live in that we rent from you know and like, yeah, dude, it would, it would be fucking insane, dude. Like, and then and then you find out that like there are companies that just like rent condos in case they have clients and it's just yeah. empty all the time. Yeah, it's and fucking it's a write off. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's worth more to them to keep it empty while people are homeless. It's just insane to me. And I'm not saying every fucking <coughs> homeless person needs to get their own luxury condo, but why not if they're just sitting there empty? <laughs> yeah, I have a friend who um, his his place next door has some squatters in it, and I don't know how, but they got some of the power turned on. And then the uh, fuck I yeah, game the system. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. But the, who are the people? That, they have kids, and the people that are in charge of uh, kids showed up with the cops. Oh, uh, child protective services. Yeah, and and they didn't take their kids away. And it's like it was crazy to be like, here are some squatters that like didn't get their kids taken away, and they also didn't get kicked out of the house they're squatting in. I'm like, holy fuck, like. Well, at a certain at, at a certain point, you get squatters' rights. So, if you, I think if, yeah, you, if you've been right? there like if six months, two, yeah, or something, and you and you know, like they can't, like it, it becomes a whole process to get rid of you at that point. Like, I'm like, holy shit, man! Like, yeah, if you're listening to this, everybody, fucking game the system. Let's start start squatting in these luxury condos. <laughs> Fuck the system, man. Fuck it. No, nah, but like, uh, that's the crazy thing about here in Vegas, dude. Is like, um. I had a friend who pays in L.A. as a nice, very, very nice, nice part of town, two-bedroom apartment that him and his girlfriend have together, right? And I want to say they pay something like 2500 around there. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. And I was like, for 2500 here in Vegas, you can get like a five-bedroom, four-bath with like pool, jacuzzi, like crazy patio, putting green. <laughs> and And it's a city that it is... I keep the, you know, the Sin City is the best city for you to work in. Oh, yeah, dude. Because because in that city, they value workers. Well, dude, like, it, seriously, I'll say this. If anyone's thinking about moving here to Vegas and it's listening, like, if you 
set yourself up to make sure you can get by for the first year. Because once you're here for a year, I swear to God, opportunities open up for everybody. Because it's like, if you can prove you can not get swallowed up whole by this city in one year, people were like, oh, dude, well, you're, and, and also so many people just move here for like three months and move away. Where they're like, okay, well, they're going to be here for a while at least, so might as well give them a chance. Like it's, and all you have to do is not sh- like not show up drunk. That's seriously really all you have to do. And so <laughs> many people still fail at that in this city. It's quite amazing. Dude. It's like, just don't fucking get drunk before work. Do your shit. Don't get and don't go get drunk on your lunch. That's another thing. People are like, well, I didn't do it before. I went to the lunch. <laughs> no, wait till after and go do whatever the fuck you want to do. Well, that that's a testament to how great the city is for workers that if half the people you're working with are drunk and they're not getting figured out <laughs> yet, it's just like, if you're a decent worker, you'll do fine. Dude, here's how I could tell. Mo- I mean, at my job, I, I don't think everybody's drunk, but I can tell most people like as I'm driving to and from work. I see so many people just swerving like in the morning, in the middle of the day where I'm just like, oh my God, that person, like get around them. They are hammered. Like I saw one where I was like, this guy has got to be like a 95 year old guy driving. Like he shouldn't be driving because he looked all scrunched over and I got up there. The guy was probably only like 10, 15 years older than me and he was just (laughs) smashed. Like, oh my God. And I'm 42. So yeah, this guy was definitely under 60. Like, it was like, oh man. Like, I I will say, like, I I have been lucky my whole life. I've driven, I've partied too much. I've driven drunk my whole life. Like, and and between LA and Vegas, like, having the bombs on the road definitely saved me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh fuck, I'm in the, the other lane. Well, dude, out yeah. here now, um, like, dude, like in my neighborhood, there's crazy huge, big concrete dividers in like the middle of every street, and like all kinds of crazy shit. I can never figure out what it was, but it's because since they put those in, the fatality DUIs have gone down so much because people aren't coming and wow. going yeah. over to the other side of the road and hitting people head on anymore. Shit, man, isn't that crazy? Like, you know what's really wild is the first two traffic circles in the United States are here. Like they, they're like, this is better than a standard T intersection. And guess what? It's not. A traffic circle is the <laughs> dumbest. I, I have a buddy who lives off it, and he actually moved, so I'm glad I don't have to go by the traffic circles anymore to get to and from uh, his pad, dude. Because oh my god, like it, it it's it's like you got to go through two of them. It's like oh, each time it's like oh, and then on the way back you got to go back to them again. <laughs> so it's, can't just get there and back, but. But like it's funny, like uh, um, like one thing I really want to start exploring on the show is the local like pawn shop and like cash for gold culture because there's uh, so many of those places, dude. Because like, especially when you get around the strip, I mean, there's just people are like, "Hey, are you a degenerate?" Fucking, like everything is still overpriced, but there's some valuable shit in there, man. Dude, there's a hilarious place next to like over on Sahara Avenue. And it's called like Bitcoin for cash. Or, like it's, it looks like a storefront that's trying to sell people Bitcoin. And it's like, dude, like if you're buying crypto at oh a fucking gosh. brick and mortar store, oh my God, don't you do are that. Please definitely don't do that. getting ripped off. <laughs> dude, have you been to the, uh, there's a Bigfoot Lodge in Vegas, dude. Uh, no, but uh, oh, no, no, not Bigfoot. What's there's the a Griffin. 
Yeah, yeah, the Griffith. Yeah. I just walked by. Uh, Sean Green and Ryan Kramer were in town last week for the Sports Gambling Podcast. And we went out to dinner, and uh, the place we ate at was like with the Evil Pie, the Evil Knievel Pizza place, which is great. I don't know if you've ever been there out here. It's fucking amazing. It's an Evil Knievel theme. It's an Evil Knievel theme pizza spot. That's like a punk rock bar. It's awesome. That's right. They have a cool patio, and there's a little like there's only like a handful of bar stools there, but they do have a full cocktail bar and everything there. It's it's really cool. Um, but no, like we're walking, and Sean goes. Wait, the Griffin is that? I'm all yes. That is connected to the yeah. the one where the Proud Boys meet in Atwater Village. Oh, that's right. It is the Proud Boys did get to him, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a great place back. Fuck, damn it. <laughs> you know, I've had a beef with that place. I had a friend that used to bartend there, and I used to get free beers and shots there for a while. But I had a beef with them because they wouldn't let me wear a UCLA. Like I was, it was either a shirt or a hat I was wearing, and they're like, you "No can't sports wear, attire." You can't wear a sports hat. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? After 8 o'clock. You can't wear a sports hat or shorts after 8 o'clock. If you get in before, you're fine. Yeah, I think it was something like that where they wouldn't let me back in and I'd already been in there. I was pissed. Yeah. I used to live right I used to live right next to that bar. I went there a bunch. Yeah, that's a, uh you lived right over that area when we were shooting the Oh yeah, yeah. The uh How to Lose Weight. Yeah. Bo, Bo Burnham directed it. It was Ben a, Berman. <laughs> no, Bo Burnham. Ben, Ben, Bo. Sorry, fuck. Damn it. You know, Ben's directing the new American Gladiators, ESPN 30 for 30. I heard you talking about that. I was like, oh shit, man. Like, will he remember me? Like, should I need to hit him up? I'm sure you will, dude. Like, uh, well, but like, what he, am I going to do? I'm I'm not a gladiator contender. My knees swelled up playing basketball. Once. Hey, I'm not a gladiator contender too. I just have a passion for gladiators. That's that's. <laughs> you know, you know, I was just rewatching the Sopranos. I rewatched the Sopranos fucking every two months, but I was just watching the parts for Ralph Cifaretto played by Joe Pantoliano is obsessed with the movie Gladiator. And I forgot how fucking hilarious, how he's always quoting like these lines from Gladiator. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, it's Gladiator, you idiots. <laughs> oh, dude, Joey Pants is such a, I, I love him and everything that he's in. And, and like, he's such a, it was so sad when he, when he got taken out. Oh, no, but I mean, he was a perfect villain on there. He had to go yeah. like, you know, like I thought he was going to go at the end of season three. The fact that they kept him around two seasons was pretty amazing. But, like, uh, dude, it's crazy because, like, I always think of him in the 80s growing up where he was in Goonies and then he was in La Bamba as uh, Richie Valens' record producer or whatever. And then fast forward a few years, he's in The Fugitive. Like, he, he's so he's so versatile. Like, you don't really, like, he's very, very good at what he does. Like, he's yeah. in, in the, the Matrix and then Sopranos. Like, dude. What do you think about Matrix 4 coming up? What I don't know, I don't know shit about this. I will say that if you are out there and you have not seen the Matrix series, I will suggest that you only watch Matrix One. Do do yourself a favor. Do not watch two and three. Yeah, I think that Matrix sequels are like some of the most disappointing movies of my life because it was like, oh my god, the first one's so good. They could only, and then it was like the second one. I was like, oh, this is rough. And then the third one was like, someone please. Don't ever pull me out of the matrix. Let me live in it. 
this like oh god I, I, i'm like hey man this this you know my, my biggest gripes with that fucking movie are um um who's the kcrw guy uh uh that did the music jason bentley fucking jason bentley i'm like the matrix three was so bad that they got jason bentley to do the music and they have this <laughs> dirty rave scene of like hey man humanity might end like let's have a giant rave and i'm like you like you are like trying you've attached yourself to a culture that like you shouldn't you shouldn't acknowledge yeah what's the whole thing how does it end like spoiler alert but it's some bullshit of like actually the one is a glitch that happens every so often you're not the first one it's just you're just the one for this particular cycle of of people in the matrix like they have to have someone in the neo role and like an agent smith program they rooted out it's basically like a like a self like malware agent, check agent <laughs> smith program became the equal opposite glitch of neo and i'm just like you you took away all of the power from the resistance by saying like yeah well we've got one too yeah wow <laughs> uh, and 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 and, and like that's the thing is all, those are two of the most disappointing movies I've seen in my life, uh, and this is a guy who sat through the Star Wars prequels and sequels trilogy. So yeah, I mean, I mean, like, like w- w- so much disappointment in our lives to go from Star Wars to the prequels, and to go from the Matrix to the Matrix two and three. Like, oh fuck, man! Like we. You know, it's a cool series, though. I haven't seen the... I, I need to go see the new one. Uh, I like the Purge movies. I haven't I haven't seen them. I, I, I missed out on a lot of movies. Not on purpose, but because it's like, you know what? I became a gamer for so long that I'm like, I'm giving up. I'm giving up on movies through the thousands in order to play video games. And I, I must say, I don't feel like I missed that much. All of the movies in the thousands. I think you would like the Purge thumbs movies. Thumbs down. I think you would like the Purge movies, dude. Um, especially. I, the, my only relationship to the Purge movies is the Rick and Morty episode. So, like, I okay. get the gist of it from watching those, but I haven't seen them. Well, like, okay, there's the 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 uh, the Purge, the very first in this, in this series. That one's pretty good because um, it's basically just like Ethan Hawke plays like a fucking like a big time home security expert. And and he becomes a crazy millionaire because of the purge. People all have crazy home security systems now that this thing's legal. And so it's like, what happens in his house the night of this purge where all kinds of shit goes down on, on this particular night? And then the next one, because they had a small, it was a really small budget movie in the first one. So it's just basically, there's not much set. Like, it's pretty much just Con- one it house. A, it was a concept thriller. Yeah, and it's cool. But the second one's dope, dude, because it's like, it's this ex-cop whose son was fucking killed by some drunk driver and the guy got off on the charges. So he's like going across at downtown LA on purge night trying to hunt this guy down to fucking kill him. And it's fucking bad. Oh, oh. And he runs into like other, there's other people that are like characters in the, and that they all have their own storylines where they're all trying to get across town. And he ends up protecting like this mother and daughter as they're trying to, it's pretty badass, dude. Cause it's like, it was like, what? Well, what would downtown LA be like on purge night, where all crimes legal for twelve hours? It would be crazy. Well, that that sounds cool, but and and you know what's weird is like you talking about the purge and and like if you know, I don't know the last time you were here, but like downtown LA is like 
a homeless haven. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, Skid Row's been there for a while. I mean, so but Skid Row's been there for a while, but now, like through the pandemic, they were pushing homeless people to downtown. So now, people that had to go back to work triple the homeless population. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Like, like, and then all of a sudden, have people go back to work. Okay, so the third Purge movie is election year, and that's where this guy, the ex-cop from the the second one, is now oh, shit, is dude. now. The personal bodyguard for a senator who's running on an anti-purge platform, because they realize that the purge just targets like minorities and like 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 fucking different like different marginalized groups, and that like every you know and they're the only ones getting punished by this thing. So they're trying to get rid of it, but it's like these new founding fathers are fighting against them. And then so the the I haven't seen this new one, but the one before that was called the first purge, which it was like. They wanted to do it as an experiment before they made it national. So it's just on Staten Island. It, wow. It's just one island, and they're doing it for one night. But what's dope about that it one sounds is... sounds really good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> watch these fucking movies. What's dope about that one is it's like... All it is is like on the first... The, for the first one, like people are just partying their asses off. They're not like trying to commit crimes or anything, really. They're just partying hard. Because like, to me, I've always thought, like, okay, you can have no, any crime you want for the next 12 hours... I'm getting a bunch of hacker friends together. We're putting together programs that are going to like, I'm taking over financial institutions for 12 hours, yeah, dude. Yeah, like yeah. I, I don't care about the murder and mayhem and rape and all that's for fucking cretins, dude. That's for the garbage people. I'm here to steal a lot of money. That's during- for like people that have like weird rage issues or family issues where it's like, you just need to like let loose. I'm trying to build my future. But see, in the, so hours. in the and the the <laughs> so like when all these people are just partying, having a good time, you know, the government gets pissed because they wanted to just stir shit up. So they get all these like white power militia mercenaries to go in on purge night and start killing oh, people as they're partying. Dude, this is fucking uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh... Yeah, that's kind. Of, it, it is kind of the Black Lives Matter edition of the purge. Series. It dude, there's some, so there there's some fucking I don't know. Like each one has its kind of its own vibe. And I saw this new one. I'm gonna like. I've I've liked the first four. Uh, that's a fran- that's a franchise I can get behind right now. Like, what I'm trying to think of another franchise since the year 2000 that I can really get behind. Borat and the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. That's about it. Uh, oh my gosh, I haven't <laughs> seen the, the Traveling Pants thing. The title. I have so much. I get so much rage on on titles and like ideas. Have you seen the sister? Like, you've never seen the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. No, because because it's I'm about a like, pair of jeans that fit four friends that have different shapes magically, and they all have adventures in the same pair of pants one summer. It's a heartwarming to, tale of sisterhood to, to, to me, and tragedy. Every, every fucking uh, uh, college uh, <laughs> uh, thesis film about trying to follow and not like oh let's follow this christmas tree yeah i oh, couldn't tell you what this the is the life of an inanimate object like i'm just like you you created a a college film and made it in made it big time like i can't watch it. i i could i'll tell you right now i cannot watch bring myself to watch this of the traveling pants too because the first one touched me so hard emotionally <laughs> <laughs> well it makes me like okay I, you know, I will say I do want to give most movies a chance because, like, I'll fucking watch anything. What but What are your I, favorite movies the last I twenty judge years? Things too much. Oh, and then the last twenty years? Yeah, since or just since year two thousand. Like, what are your favorite movies since year two thousand? I was thinking uh, of mine, and uh, my number one, I think, might surprise a lot of people. Zodiac. David Fincher. I didn't, I, I didn't see it. Now, I, I, I 
like I said, in the last twenty years, I've played more games, and then I've also had a kid, so like, I've, like movies aren't that. Important yeah, I, I I like watching like almost every. I like trying to watch my almost every movie I can get my hands on. I'm like, but I love fucking love Zodiac, that, dude. That movie is so fucking good. I don't think it gets the respect it deserves. All right, all right. I, but then my I, other I, favorites are probably Borat and Pop Star. Like that's like, <laughs> like I can't even, I can't even, I, I can't even connect to what the last twenty movies were. 20 I like years The Wolf of Wall Street a lot too. The Departed. Uh, well, 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 I was proud of uh, of uh, Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> I was proud of Marty's work there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, I mean, I can't, I really can't even, okay. So like, like I will say, uh, uh, you know, let's take all the Marvel movies in one shot. Right. Uh, you know, Iron Man one and, and, and two were great. So great that three sucked. Uh, uh, yeah, I haven't really seen many of the Marvel movies I've seen, uh, um, uh, Iron Man. I saw Captain America Civil War. I watched the Guardians of the Galaxies ones. I'm just like to to me. I'm I'm just they're doing a good job, but I'm so sick of superheroes that I'm just like fuck, man. Like all these superheroes, like no matter what the situation is, they're going to need a fist fight. Like like show me what when you have a special power, what you can do with it. And so I'd say the Doctor Strange uh, movie was pretty good because it was like. They they have abstract ways of using. Uh, I I got an idea for a superhero movie. That we don't even have superheroes in it. It's brilliant. Check it out. We do a movie about uh, insurance claims adjusters that are trying to like that sell superhero insurance, and it's just dudes going around like New York City selling like, hey, oh, you own this, uh, you own Rockefeller Center. Well, guess what? You're going to want to get superhero insurance because you never know when Iron Man's going to fight some dude and they end up fucking tearing a hole in the wall. I, I love that idea because the superheroes are the backstory, you know? Like, okay, so like I'm looking at this. Uh, uh, I love Get Out. Get Out was fucking amazing. Get Out was good. I like that. Yeah. Um, um, a lot of things were fucking overrated, man. Like, 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 uh, uh, just, I'm just trying to look at lists right now. The Mad Max movies coming back, like, fuck, man. I did like sure. Fury Road a lot. I did like that one a lot. It, it was fun, but then when you look at like the, I just get annoyed with things like the whole fucking spray paint in the face. I'm just like, what? Yeah, some of that. Yeah. I, I don't fucking care, dude. But I like the idea that like, uh, you know, what was the, what was a Tom Cruise movie where it kept going back in time? Uh, Born on the Fourth of July? <laughs> no, yeah, 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 right, right. Uh, where, where he, he kept having they changed the name of the of, of it, but uh, he kept like re, there was an alien that injected him, and like the alien injecting him like made him relive things over and over. I don't know. I haven't seen that. You know what the best bad movie is in the last few years, right? The the ma- the, ma- the the John Travolta masterpiece, Gotti. I haven't seen it, dude. Where he played a John Travolta plays John Gotti from like age twenty six to age seventy three. Wow! And it is, oh, it's something. It's directed by the guy that played E on Entourage. It is Kevin Conley, dude. It is a steaming pile of crap that's so bad it's amazing. Because like 
it's like him trying so hard to do like Goodfellas or like B Scorsese. And it's yeah, like, yeah. here's here's where you put a good classic rock song on, and that, that makes the movie better. And it's like, well, no, it will if it's a good movie, but this is just a pile of shit. And but it's so bad, it's good. Like that's that's the uh, thing. The, the one of my favorite movies of the last decade was Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise. It's uh, oh, okay. I'm, okay. So, I'm, I'm so impressed with that. I'm gonna turn my video off so I can uh, go pee real quick. Well, hey, actually, you know what? I was just about about to run out of time here, dude. So you want to just sign off real quick? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, let, uh, let let my listeners know where people can find you. And uh... well, I am a, a robotic Willie on all the things on TikTok. I'm Willie with a Y. Willie bad movies. You know, I, I love your bad movie posters. By the way, those are some of the funniest things I ever do. Oh, like... thanks, man. Yeah, on on Instagram, I do Willie bad movies. Basically, like i've i've made a bunch of fun can you explain one to the uh, the audience real quick just so so they can get an idea of what to expect on these because they're you guys got to look these up they're hilarious like so so like i used to make a bunch of videos with friends and then all of my friends like are like working for reels in the business and i'm still not and so like like my really bad movies is like hey i'm gonna make a fake movie poster based on an idea that i actually want to make (laughs) <laughs> and so um, um it's like yeah just make a fake movie poster because i still get the creative workout of um um cr- being creative but i don't have to actually make it yeah you don't have to make all so, these movies so like uh the the one that i want to make next is um um the dennis appointment uh d-e-n-n-i-s it's like oh uh you know like like fucking don't cross Dennis or, you know, whatever. Just like my favorite thing are like bad movies that are like when you when you watch a bad movie from someone who shouldn't be making movies. There's so much uh, emotion in it that they can't translate. Yeah, <laughs> they no, can't, it's they can't communicate, dude. It's the same with like really bad stand up because like a lot of people, <laughs> they watch a lot of comedy and then they're like, I, I think I can try comedy. But they don't like. They're not as good as their. Hey, turns out you're not as good as your heroes when you start doing comedy, and yeah. so like you suck for like. And they don't know how to handle. Like they're like, but I like Mitch Hedberg, but I don't make a joke. Like it's fucking. Oh man, it's so funny. Um. So yeah, Willie's bad movies, robotic Willie, and then uh, check out real sci uh, real sci fi like I, I, fantastic yeah, real, life, real life sci fi. We've been going for seven years. It's a skeptic, a believer, and a guest. And it's basically like a drunken conversation about conspiracy theories. And uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, like we take away – take. I mean, like, fuck, I don't want to alienate anybody. But, like, take away all the Q conspiracies and just go, like, there are truths to a lot of the crazy shit going on because every, hey, everybody's been bought out. I just heard a great one today. Do you listen to Chapo Trap House at all? Do you listen to those guys? Uh-huh. I was listening to their show today and uh, found their new one. And I guess, like, dude, back in World War II, Eisenhower allegedly wrote a letter trying to quit, like, in the middle of the war because he fell in love with his Jeep driver. <laughs> he wanted to leave his wife. Oh. He wanted to leave the military and everything to run off with his Jeep driver from World War II. <laughs> dude, I- I'm going to look into that. that- I mean, like, like, you know, you know, what, 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 if you look at the history of the world 
and mostly America, but before like the 60s, 70s, 80s, if you were gay, like it was a death sentence. Well, yeah, I mean, or so what you did, like they were saying on Chapo, what you did in those days was just join the military. You can be around other dudes, you know, meet other, and no one will think it's weird. You're only around other dudes all the time. Wow, that that's really interesting. You know, like like to have, yeah. <laughs> no, dude. I mean, I mean, I, I respect. Eisenhower to me is is well. Is also, I could heroes. see you know if you're you're in an extreme situation in war, like in combat, like who knows friendships may be forged. You know, hey, who who knows what's gonna happen? But yeah, Eisenhower falling in love with his jeep driver is one you might want to look into. That sounds fucking wow. amazing. That that's really compelling to me because you know, and I, I don't mean to compare it to like well, whatever. I don't, I'm a fucking idiot, but um um, it's really interesting to take um people who you look up to and people who you think have a voice for the future of humanity where like you think that they care about stuff and then and then you find out something different about him you're like oh uh i don't know i don't know i could make it more compassionate or whatever like i'm not trying to judge or anything but i'm like oh it's really interesting to see how i expected their life to be looking at it through the eye of history and going like, oh, learning something else, and be like, oh fuck, like that's pretty interesting. Well, yeah, uh, it's like uh, when you first find out about JFK, and then like uh, I'll never forget when I realized, like I saw that quote from him where he learned about the Great Depression while in, while going to Harvard, and it's like, wow, I never realized like because they they really did a good job in the media of like these Irish immigrants achieved success, but it's like, yeah, but like they were the wealthiest fucking immigrants of all time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like it's it's not your Don Corleone story of like coming up through the streets of Little Italy, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, there's not much of that going on. Well, Willie, thank you so much for joining the show, dude. I really appreciate you coming by, and we'll talk a little after I log off here. Everybody, make sure you follow the show on social media at Luxopspod on Twitter and Instagram. And then our Patreon, patreon.com slash luckstopspod. We can I'll, I'll, I'm gonna put a cheaper tier out there just for the the uh the X rated stuff. So I think you guys will like that. It'll be like an OnlyFans. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, hey man, here's my dick of the week. <laughs> here's our a guest, every guest has to submit one nude. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't have to be a you (laughs) just submit a new find a place where i can create my dick of the week (laughs) i I, tumblr took down all the good porn so i don't think you can do it there anymore i'm like oh here's here's my dick next to a christmas movie here's my dick uh, vhs rewinder but also everybody make sure you give us